Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and my guest today is Nicole Weiss, the Director of Community Training and Empowerment for the Lida Hill Institute for Human Resilience at UCCS. Did I get that right? You did. Fantastic. How are you doing today, Nicole? (laughs) I'm really well, thank you. Good, good. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, So today we'll be talking about the GRIT program, and you can go into what GRIT is in just a second, and uh, how it is putting American Rescue Plan Act grant funds to good use uh, here in the community Uh, But first, for those listening, if you're interested in more stories about ARPA funding throughout El Paso County or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, But let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, Nicole, can you give us a bit of background about the GRIT program, what GRIT stands for, and uh, how the concept came about and what the main mission of the program is? Absolutely. So GRIT stands for the Greater Resilience Information Toolkit. And we launched this program actually in March of 2020. So March 2020 comes around, the world starts shutting down. Yeah. Somebody decided to term um, our physical distancing as social distancing. And as we did that, we became really isolated really quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, my director, Dr. Charles Benite, um, he calls me one day and he goes, I just had this dream. Literally, I just had this dream. Um, and we've got to figure out how to connect people because this isn't going to be over next weekend mm-hmm. or next month, as everyone keeps hoping it will be. And if we don't start connecting now, we're going to start really losing people. And so the idea of reaching out and making really human connections came out. Now, our social network, our social support system is a completely untapped resource. When disasters strike, when significant stress happens in an area, we deploy disaster relief funds, we deploy um, counselors in the area, we deploy all these professional resources. And that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And... Research has shown us that we are much more likely to reach out to our friends and family first. And so the idea is let's equip our friends and family, ourselves, with some of this extra knowledge so that when these hard times hit, we feel a little bit more confident reaching out and saying, how are you actually doing? What do you need right now? What resources are you available for you right now? And how do I get you there? So we hope to kind of tap into this network of real social support and grit really aims to do that. That's great. And you said this program started back in March of 2020, a pretty opportune time for it to be starting. Yeah. Uh, How many people have been able to benefit from this program approximately since that time? We have over 3000, what we call grit coaches. I think Mm -hmm. actually 3,200 as of this podcast. Um, And incredibly, we have grit coaches in all 50 states and 21 countries. And that was achieved completely by people sharing the information among their connections. So when we first launched the program, we launched it in, again, I think we officially launched our first class April of 2020. Um, And it was just very much, let's just see how this goes. Let's, you know, make some connections here. And we were tracking how many people were signing up for these classes. And primarily it was here in El Paso County, Colorado, which was where our main aim was. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly we started getting signups from Montana and Texas and California and all of these other states that we didn't have connections to ourselves. And we realized that it was our grit coaches, the people who had taken this training, sharing this training. And then that just continued to snowball. And all of a sudden we were having grit coaches in China and Brazil and all of these amazing countries who are also recognizing the need to support one another. So how do you go from a concept where you 
the, the idea was local, but then becomes a global thing. I mean, how do you mobilize for helping people that are in Japan, that are in China, that are in mm-hmm. Germany? Uh, how do you go f- from that El Paso County to global mindset? Yeah, the whole point of GRIT is to think about people in your network that could use some support right now. Right. We think about as school shut down, let's reach out to the parents. Let's figure out how are the teachers doing? Let's reach out to the people who are impacted right now. And so the message, the kind of the main push at the end of the training is go forth and support. So as people were reaching out, they were simply sharing, hey, I just took this training. It made me think of you. And that's something that we talk about in the training. I thought of you. I wanted to intentionally reach out to you. And that's just how it grew from there. That's wonderful. So can you talk to me a little bit about a broader scope, UCCS in Mm -hmm. general? Uh, What does it mean for you, someone who works here, and as I understand, someone who uh, has been educated here as well, Mm -hmm. uh, what does it mean to you for UCCS to be seen as a pillar within, I mean, in the community here in El Paso County, but also at large now globally? Yeah, absolutely. I think in terms of the CU schools, UCCS still tends to be the quieter of the of the sister schools, right? And so primarily, you know, expanding knowledge of what UCCS, UCCS can do. We have some amazing faculty and program and staff and organizations here on campus. So I love having, putting that education out into the community to say this is who we are and this is what we can do. Um, and then beyond that, what I think is wonderful about having a university-backed program like GRIT is we're also doing research. We're showing the effectiveness of having these conversations, of taking this training. Um, we did a, a small research study back in 2021 that showed that people who took the, great, the GRIT training actually showed higher self-efficacy, which is this concept of I believe I can do this, I believe mm-hmm. in myself, um, lower distress scores, lower um, you know, psychological distress. And so having taking the training and going out there and supporting one another was actually boosting resilience for people. And so that's something that having a university program gets to benefit from as we get to do the research alongside it. Yeah, yeah certainly, certainly. So uh, we've, I think, done a pretty good job discussing grit at, at large, uh, but I'd like to get a little bit more specific about it. So after submitting the grant request to the county, the grit program was awarded $396,755 of our <laughs> funding, a very specific amount. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about what the money has gone to fund? Yeah, so we came up with this idea simply because we knew the community needed it. Mm -hmm. And so it's been completely free. It will stay completely free as long as we can help it. And so the, this funding helps us continue that project. So what we've been able to do is hire a grit program manager, a really wonderful woman named Lauren Shaw, who helps us now run the program. She can also go into organizations and actually teach the program to organizations or to communities so that they get to have kind of a bonding experience over the training And then we're also working on a marketing strategy, revamping our website, doing some of those technology advances. We're working on a Grit E app that all Grit coaches will be able to use. Actually, anybody in the community will be able to use, and then there'll be extra features for Grit coaches. So that, again, when a disaster strikes, we can mobilize our social network. Very good. So this sounds like something that would be able to be used just about anywhere, Mm -hmm. uh, right? Uh, Can you talk to me about some of those organizations that have been able to benefit from the GRIT training program? Absolutely. One of the the groups of organizations, I'll Mm -hmm. say, that have reached out to us with the GRIT training is actually school districts. Okay. So we've been working with a lot of local school districts to come in and do the training either for them, again, in that in-person format, or some of the teachers and staff will take it as a professional development option. 
And so they get the education and they're able to start spreading that concept throughout the school system. We actually specifically created a track for education. We call it um, Grit for Ed. And we actually worked with an education development specialist, Carrie, Carolyn uh, Gary, to create this specific curriculum for schools with the understanding of what are your students going through and what stress responses might they be experiencing. So we've found that a lot of teachers can benefit from that. So that's one of the main organizations that we've been working with. Have you been able to get much feedback from them? Like, what is this doing for those students who are participating in this? Yeah, I think one of the really wonderful things is it helps you pause and kind of check in with yourself. And then, again, really intentionally check in with other people. And so it it helps creating a bonding experience for many. We've also had um, some feedback from some really phenomenal one-on-one communications. We had somebody share... Uh, back in the earlier days, that she reached out to a friend that she hadn't talked to in quite some time, but she this friend had been on her mind since mm-hmm. she took the training, and reached out and just you know it was a it was a pretty simple check in of hey you're on my mind I was thinking of you, and the friend actually admitted that she was having some difficult thoughts of hurting herself. The person who took the grit training because she just took the grit training now knew about some suicide awareness. Um, programs and was able to direct her to the crisis hotline. And so this friend who she just kind of thought of, wanted to reach out to, was able to get connected to crisis services that day. And so hopefully got some immediate help and was able to kind of work through what was going on for her. I mean, this seems like something that would be really great for people who experience trauma on a regular basis. People Mm -hmm. who work in hospitals, police officers, firefighters. Are are those organizations people who have been able to benefit from the program as well? Absolutely. Here in El Paso County, we actually work really closely with UC Health Southern Region Hospital System. And so GRIT is one of the programs we've provided to them as well. Um, And it absolutely is available to anybody who's impacted by stress and trauma. One of the missions of our institute is really to spread that trauma literacy to say there's actually a lot of really hard experiences we we experience on a day-to-day basis. Um, And you get to have help for that. And so being able to educate people on that is something that's hugely passionate with our institute, with ourselves, with our program. And do you find that a lot of people are pretty new to the idea when they're coming to you guys? Or are they people who like have a pretty good idea of trauma therapy and care? Or, you know, is it uh, probably, I imagine the whole spectrum, right? It is the whole spectrum. So we do track some of that simple data when people sign in and um, just what is your occupation? And we have, we have had CEOs take this training. We have had, you know, individuals who are retired, individuals in healthcare, law enforcement, students, unemployed, you know, the whole gambit of experiences. That's great. And You mentioned a personal story before, and I was just wondering if there's any other personal stories that you have uh, in mind uh, that you'd like to share to help demonstrate the power of the GRIT program. Yeah, I think part of it is, again, we encourage you to reach out to people who are on your mind. And sometimes I think we have these, what what I call casual, I call them like like a drive, like a casual drive-by check-in where we might um, be going into the office on a Tuesday morning, and I might see my colleague, and I might say, hey, John, how are you? And before John has even had the chance to say, I'm good, I'm, like, at my office, and I'm in the room, right? Right. And so we do these just, like, drive-by check-ins. Mm-hmm. And so Grit asks you to, like, stop and actually take the time to say, no, really, how are you? How is your weekend? How are you coping? What's going on for you? So asking really intentional questions. Um, and in doing that, we found that people were reconnecting with a lot of their family members because those were the people in their mind. So we had some that said, I haven't talked to my grandma in six months. She's been on my mind. I just haven't made the effort to, to actually check in. And by doing that, I had a three hour conversation with her. So I love those experiences of, 
you know, we, we tend to be very busy and we might think of somebody, but we rarely stop and actually check in and actually ask, how are you? And so being intentional can be really powerful. I think what would be interesting is to hear, you know, when reaching out to somebody, a, a very uh, extroverted idea, mm-hmm. right? And, but, you know, certainly everybody needs, needs those touch points. Um, for people who may be more on the introverted side, who maybe not like reaching out of themselves as often, have you seen people who are more introverted reach out and have really good experiences with this? Because, you know, I just think about myself. I am I probably more in the middle, but a little leaning on the extrovert side. But my wife is uh, definitely on the introvert side. So I just think for her to to reach out proactively and ask those questions uh, could be difficult. Is this mm-hmm. something that the training helps with? Uh, what what have you seen in your experience? Yeah, I mean, we really leave it up to what your comfort style is. And so we throw a lot of different suggestions. This is a lot of different ways you might structure a question or you might, you know, check in with somebody. But truly, it's your comfort style, your, your level Um, But some things you can simply do is, hey, you've been on my mind. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to go any further than that. But for somebody to know, wow, Molly thought of me, that that means something. That feels something, right? And so even those introverted conversations can still be really powerful and simply saying, I thought of you today. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all it needs to be. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Uh, So for those who are listening and they're like, wow, this actually sounds like something I want to be a part of. I want to become a coach. I want to share this with other people. Uh, How would they go about doing that? Yeah. So anybody can sign up. It's a completely free program. Um, We recently revamped it to kind of shorten it up. Some of the feedback was felt like that was a little too long. Um, And so it's a two and a half hour core training. And then you have the option to take any of these additional tracks we've made. So if you're a parent and you're interested in that grit for ed, track, you can take it. Um, So you can sign up all in one. You just go to grit.uccs.edu and just click, I want to sign up as a grit coach, fill out a couple of simple questions, and then you're in. And it's completely self-paced. So you might take it 30 minutes a day for a couple of days. You might be able to take it in one chunk, but it's really what, what works for you. Great. And then is there anything else that you'd like to add about the GRIT program, about working with UCCS as part of that? Uh, Anything else you want to share for the listeners? Yeah. The the thing I would add is part of our institute's mission is, again, to really get out there into individuals, communities, organizations to share this knowledge, share this information, and, and connect as a human with one another. And so grit is one of our kind of continuity of care that we really emphasize. So we might start with grit, which is, again, simple conversations, simple check-ins. And then we can grow from that. We can do workshops that talk about how do you implement some of this trauma-informed literacy into your organization. We do peer support programs. How do you have a more professional conversation and really provide some support and resources all the way into our healing division, which is all about providing clinically trained um, treatment modalities for trauma. So it's a whole continuity of care that we could offer here at the Institute. Um, and we can do that because of the backing and the love we have from UCCS. Great. Well, thank you, Nicole. I really appreciate you taking the time today to talk to us about the GRIT program. It's been really great. Thank you so much for having me. If you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, you can search for us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.